Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here we go. Oh, hi. Welcome to Food for Thought. Let me try that again. <laughs> Good. I really like that. No, I did, but I said, woo, 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 I was like, oh, my God. Did Taylor Swift just introduce her? Would not watch. Very white girl on. Would not watch. Hi. Welcome to Food for Thought, where a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to gab about sex, identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought. <laughs> Dance. <laughs> oh I hate you, Tommy. I hate you. <laughs> I'm Brian Fellows. I mean, Tommy Pico, <laughs> indigenous American poet, editor, and aspiring Terry Gross. Oh, ooh. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, writer, militant verse, and number one fan of Fem Tops and Butch Bottoms. I'm Fran, writer, editor, and proud collector of over 14 different kinds of glitter. <laughs> and Circuit it's queen. Literally true. Circuit queen. And I'm Dennis Norris II. I'm a reader, writer, former figure skater, and I'm Taylor Swift's new resident black friend. Oh, no. My get God. out. Get out. <laughs> she still needs one. Well, all right then. Joe, will you tell us what we have on the menu today? Yes, boys. This week... We have great smelling butt sex. Answer the question of our one adoring fan mm-hmm. and find out who's a pitcher and who's a catcher. I, cannot, just, I feel like they know. Just kidding. <laughs> we're all bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Take it away. Nom, nom, nom thoughts. I'm feeling a little bit peckish, so I think it might be time to start our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Bouche. And our Amuse Bouche this week is a game called Incense or Gay Sex Position. (laughs) I'm horrified. (laughs) The way this is going to work is I'm going to start you off with a couple of easy ones. Um, We're going to go clockwise, so first you'll hear from Dennis, then Fran, and then Joe, particularly because I'm pretty sure Joe has done all of these positions before, so like I don't (laughs) want him to spoil it for us. True, but sometimes you do something without knowing what it's called. You're going to know soon. (laughs) First If there's anything Joe likes to do, it's bringing up the caboose. (laughs) Okay, here we go. (laughs) Fraudage. Dennis. I'm going to go with sex position. Fran? I think that's an incense. No, it's a sex position. It's when you rub your bodies together without penetration. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. Fraudage. Oh, my God. This game is really (laughs) highlighting how much I hate incense and adventurous sex positions. (laughs) Literally with or without clothes. Here we go. Sunflower. I'm going to go with incense. Fran? Incense, yeah. Yeah, definitely incense. It is incense. See? Y'all know. Okay, okay, okay. Lotus. I'm going to go with sex position. I'm going to say both. 
Both, same. It is both. Yes! yes. Lotus is when both people sit facing each other with their legs crossed behind their partner. Mm. Mm, yes. Making oh, love. Oh, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> Cold steel. Oof. Oh, my goodness. That can't possibly sound like anything comforting, so I'm going to assume that that's a sex position. I... I, I, I hope it's an incense. I think it's a sex position. It's an incense. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, so what does that even smell I'm like? going to make it a sex position tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a sex position. Teaspoons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with sex position again. Yeah, I'm going to agree, Dennis. It's sex position. Yeah, I can't be controversial. I think it's a sex position. Teaspoons is a kind of gay missionary position. Mm. Straight people would call it doggy style. Ooh. But teaspoons uh, refers to both partners are kneeling. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Uh, I love that. A fun fun fact, spoons on its own is when you're lying down. Right. Yeah. And you fuck in the butt. Uh, And the wiki, how or whatever that was listing all these positions, like, this position is favored when lovers are either first waking up or extremely tired. I was like... (laughs) You're so tired, but you still want to get also, it in. All of the time that I have sex, you guys, I'm just either just waking up or extremely tired. Probably both. Dennis, magic flute. Oh my god. Um, I'm going with sex position. It's an incense. I think it's an incense. I, I definitely think it's an incense. It is an incense. It's also like an <laughs> opera question. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I've played that magic flute. Before. Well, De- Dennis, honey, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Hanging feed bag. Oh <laughs> Uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but once again, that has got to be a sex position. That's a sex position. That's a sex position. So a hanging feed bag (laughs) is an oral position where the person getting head drapes their legs over the shoulders Mm -hmm. of their partner. Mm -hmm. You need need a headboard for that, to be honest. And the extremely athletic or adventurous, you can also do the standing up. Oh. No. I'm like trying to picture it no. and I'm not entirely succeeding. I've seen that in a video, but no. Snake charmer. <laughs> I'm going to go with incense on that one. Sex position incense, for Fran. Incense, I think. Snake charmer is an oral position. Oh, yeah! <laughs> of where, course it's oral. Wherein, of course. Wherein the person, Fran cannot win. Wherein the person getting Ooh, head that. is doing a handstand or is otherwise <gasps> suspended upside down because oh you're trying God. to get the dick yeah, yeah, yeah. up. I'm yeah. going to have my, mm-hmm. I have to go back to Pilates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the suspension makes it easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right, right, normally right. when I've seen it has been. Yeah, cool. The BDSM <sighs> suspension context. <laughs> Heavenly bamboo. I'm skipping right over that. Heavenly bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with an N. Incense. Incense, I hope. Oh, sex position. Why not? It should be a sex position, but it is an incense. <laughs> Heavenly bamboo. Forbidden fruit. Um, I'm going to go with incense. Incense for sure, yeah. I think sex. Forbidden fruit is another term for analingus. Oh. Mm. And oh. if the gifts I've seen are to mm. be believed, it's when the analingery <laughs> is laying or kneeling on be- on a bed and the analingerer is on the floor. <laughs> also, I love, or, or I love that you kneeling. clearly Google all these and Google image search them even. Yeah. So when you deduct on your taxes next year, like, you can be like, no, I oh use my, my internet yes. for work. Look yes. at my browser history. One can, can there be a grinder category called analingerer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, can that be a tribe? And please? two, I reject the notion that it is called forbidden fruit and will never, ever. I will live in denial. Yeah, Fred is not a real no, thing. Fred no knows not- it's. 
He's mm. not gonna have Annalingus anymore. He's just done with it. <laughs> I'm he's like, like he's he's not fruit. We're over. I think I it's would... I think it's forbidden fruit because it's like elevated. So they're on the bed and you're like on the floor kneeling right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, makes sense. Next up, Beyond Paradise. I'm going with incense. Incense, yeah. Yeah, I think 100% incense. Yeah. Beyond Paradise is an incense. Okay, great. Yeah, I wish these good. had copy next to them so I could tell you what it smelled like, but I didn't and I couldn't find it anywhere. But you can find all these fine incenses on eBay. Mm. <laughs> next up is Pearly Gates. Um, oh. I'm going with Sex Position. I'm going to say both. Hmm. I think Sex Position. Pearly gates is a form of anal wherein <laughs> both parties are lying on their backs on top of each other. Wait, 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 whoa, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. So their, it looks like they're, oh, they're kind of crab oh. walking. It looks like they're crab walking. Oh, I like, oh, I love that. No, that does not sound that like doesn't sound. I don't understand how like the dick goes between exercise. them. Oh, the dick is right here and the butt is right here and they're doing this. This is, okay. this is radio, but Tommy. They can't see what you're doing it's in your hands. Okay, It'll go this in the show is, notes. a good position. Okay. No, they're laying on their backs on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. As per exercise and sex, I don't do things that necessitate core strength or strength at all for them. Oh. <laughs> it's really it's really not that different from reverse cowgirl, to be honest. Okay. It's pretty it's pretty okay. easy. Okay. You see it in okay. porn all the time. Yeah, okay, yeah, next yeah. up. <laughs> pie in the sky. Mm. I'm going with sex position. Um sex position, yeah. I think incense. Pie in the sky is a form of analingus <laughs> where it, wherein the analingaree is pushed onto his <sighs> back or shoulders and the buttocks is hoisted up in the air. <laughs> I like how it's all just it's, it's every sex position it's just it's a form of anal, anal something <laughs> it's a yes. form of anal something I that wrote, is beautiful which could be a tagline for the show to be honest what I did was I looked at gifts and then I wrote the copy yeah just FYI oh, <laughs> okay. even yeah. better okay. Okay. so the Straight. final one in our game of incense or gay sex position lick me all over oh my god, god. oh my god I, I mean that has to be a sex position I think it's both I think it's an incense. It is an incense. Joe, no. lick me all over yeah. is an incense. But it could also... Be, I mean, I mean, it's whatever. clearly trying to inspire a sex position. <laughs> right, right. So. It's the incense you smell while you're having sex. Exactly. You put it on yes. to set the mood. Yes. Thank you for playing. This has been another installment of Amuse Bouche. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Goodbye. Yes. Boom, boom. Our next segment is called Penny for Your Thoughts, in which people, real-life people, have emailed us with their questions, concerns, other different things that just poke in their brain right now. And we will, by the grace of our own hearts and minds, we'll give them advice, because we're all extremely qualified to To give advice. To poke around somebody's brain. Mm -hmm. We wanted more dick pics on the inbox, you guys, so please... Please send us the DMs. Yeah, send us a dick pic along with a thoughtful question. Yeah, both both <laughs> ends. Yeah, no, we're That's a show that could do fuck. both. Yeah, we we come on, get to a show that, that could do both. both. Mm-hmm. Watch, we're gonna get so many dick boxes. Inbox. <laughs> 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 We have one question from a super thoughtful reader who said, I've been talking to a lot of people I know about their thoughts on astrology. I'm a subscriber, but I know not everyone is. Curious to know what y'all think and also what your signs are. Completely out of self-interest to guess to see to see if I can guess them. So this person is a bit of an astrology buff. Sun, moon, rising, whatever. Also, is astrological compatibility a thing y'all use for finding love? Do you like, meaning like, do you seriously consider it? Is this something that comes into like your everyday, your relationships or like stuff that you do? 
Yeah. Uh, Thoughts. <sighs> Joe? Um, so I am, I'm a scientist, right? So I'm not supposed to believe in this stuff. Um, and I didn't for a very long time, kind of like I was religiously opposed to astrology. But through a good friend of mine, uh, who was both very, very smart and very into it, I, uh, she was like, let me do your thing. And she did my thing and it like read me for <laughs> filth. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I kind of, I, I believe in it in, in such a way where it like, it just is another framework. It's another lens to look at your life and personality Absolutely. and try to think about compatibility and who you are and like how to be your best self. I love a, I love a good artifice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like every artifice has value, right? So it's like pulling the, the valuable things for you. I am the world's most Pisces Pisces. And it was super important for me, I think, in my young 20s to understand that because again, as a queer boy in America, in the world, you're not allowed to be sensitive. And I also I think, feel like you announced that maybe within the first conversation we ever had. Yes, <laughs> yes yeah. you did. It's something because, that you broadcast. No, and, and I mean, it, it is me. Like I am very emotional. I respond very emotionally. I'm very intuitive. I can read people like all of that is absolutely me but like my my um moon is in pisces or my mood is in virgo which is also like mm. the the kind of drive and the trying to control my fate is totally there you know what's crazy joe is that my moon is also in virgo isn't that crazy i mean that we you are have a thing in common but like we are you are very virgo honey i know <laughs> like well this. i do have in that i'm like a, <laughs> a passive aggressive and control or freak. aggressive and a bit of a control freak mm-hmm. yeah um so what else you got on the chart friend <laughs> Well, um, to contrast Joe, and I'm sure everyone who has listened to the podcast thus far can already tell that I'm the world's most Taurus Taurus. Like, my my son is in Taurus. My my ascending is Taurus. What does Um, it mean? It means that I am... Wait a minute. Your rising sign and your sun sign is in Taurus? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. You're a monster. Yeah, I'm a monster. Fran is a monster. (laughs) monster. No, I mean, what it means is, I mean, so Taurus is an earth sign. It's the bull. I'm incredibly stubborn. Incredibly stubborn. I love power moves. Um, I I love, like, taking control of things and people uh, (laughs) when it's convenient for me. Um, But something that my chart did say, and I hope everyone here will agree is that like even though i can be really terse or really cold in some of my relationships i'm like unmistakably compassionate mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. as i've moved to new york that's like, BS, like new york beats true, that but, out of you yeah, <laughs> yeah beats the shit out of you but I, I like people i and i feel like probably all of us have this quality where um where those where the kinds of people i'm very drawn into conversation that's super important to me in relationships and people are drawn to telling me literally everything about them Mm -hmm. like i don't know if you guys are that kind of person but absolutely i think Mm -mm. it's because i can come off as someone who's underneath the the sleek cold wearing all black silver hair thing like yeah i have a heart what's your what's your moon yeah my moon is in virgo i think that part of my chart was telling me that i'm overworked all the time and that (laughs) you guys are going to be shocked by this one presence and like visual image and like my visual perception of myself is like extremely important (laughs) (laughs) wait how many instagram followers do you have friend (laughs) who incentivized branding um so yeah i feel like that that was very true and yeah to your point joe i do feel like that's what i think is the true power of astrology in that astrology is something that tells you how your life is supposed to be 
And by way of mm. almost a, a, some kind of placebo effect, you help that come to fruition right. by believing in it. And it's confirmation bias, right? Because the things right. that are true, <laughs> that's what it is. you pay attention to, and the things that aren't true, you don't. So like, there are absolutely bad. logical fallacies in how we understand our charts and ourselves. But like, my point is that anything that helps you make meaning from your life and from yourself is not necessarily bad. And like every, you know, as long as you're cognizant of the, the fallacies and everything. Yeah, it's the same logical fallacies that exist in religion. In religion, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tommy, what about you? Actually, I want to hand this over to Dennis. <laughs> okay. You've been a little so, bit quiet there. So What's your this, name? What's your sign? Okay. So this was kind of interesting because I was like working all weekend, right? Like I was just like, like basically 24-7 working at my job. I just finished and I got into a cab and came over here to this recording session. Ooh. And I literally did my astrology chart in the cab on my phone. That's right for <laughs> modern technology, right? Classic so Dennis. My classic Dennis. So my sun is in Sagittarius. My moon is in Sagittarius. Oh. And my Mercury is in Scorpio. Oh. Well, the first sentence of my analysis reads this. Sun in Sagittarius. Restless, cheerful, and friendly. Sun and Sagittarius people are generally on the go. Yeah. And you're like, in the wow. Cab. Yeah. As I'm in the cab, late to this recording session, by the way. So I was like, well, this is going to, this is going to tell me about myself. And it does. It, it reads you. It does. It, it yeah. read me for filth. Yeah. Um, it talked about the way in which I really love freedom and I hate a routine. And that's really true. I like hate the fact that I like have to go to work every day and I'm supposed to be there at a specific, I mean, I arrive late every day. Um, Surprising no one <laughs> yeah exactly because i'm like i don't like being told what to do um it talked about the way in which i'm although i'm generally easygoing sagittarians tend to be a we are a fire sign so we often have a quick temper and that's also true as well but we're also just as quick to forget what made us angry in the first place and i was like that i mean i actually i do have the ability to hold a grudge and remember why but i still thought that was pretty accurate so it sort of described me as being fun and cute and idealistic and popular and but all of these things Dennis, before, <laughs> before today <clears throat> did you know what your sign was well even so your sun sign before today no i knew wow. that i was a sagittarian but i don't know the difference between what it means to have the sun and the moon and the mercury like i don't really understand what that means wow. For a few <laughs> minutes ago friend was like oh it just means the sign that your planet was in when you were born like each planet but i'm like well, the planet was in a sign like I thought there it was is, there is. like I don't understand. <laughs> there is um, like I don't really understand all, all of. There I, is a science to it, and it's actually remarkable. I think yeah. that people. I mean, one of the first things that people took on in like the scientific enterprise was, was charting like the sun and the stars and how they moved. Right. Um, so yeah. there, it, that's why you just put in your date and time of birth, and like it. Give, every website will give you the same answer because it's a math problem. Mm-hmm. So it, it is yeah. based in something you know that has to do with the position of the sun. And, and the there's stars. something so beautiful about like th- that that uh, primordial human exercise of gaining meaning from the stars. Absolutely. It, it like anything else is. Is as powerful as the power you give it. It's right. like you choosing to decide that it's powerful or meaningful to you is what gives it meaning. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. And it's Tommy, also a way yeah. in which um, you just pay attention to your reading of something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It gives you a framework. Yeah. Tommy, uh, my, what is your, what's your sign, my, baby? I'm a Sagittarius. Mm. My moon is in Aries. So both my sun and my moon are fire. Um, my Venus is in Scorpio. Ugh. And my I'm a Cancer rising as well as yeah. Joe. I found out that my best friend is also uh, a moon in Aries and a cancer rising as well and when we sort of compared notes it made a lot of sense astrology isn't something that i've 
paid terribly uh, a lot of attention to. When I did my birth chart today, I looked up my birth certificate so I could get the time just exactly. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1849. It says that I love to chat, enjoy storytelling, writing poetry, what? sometimes enjoy bending the truth, and that I possess <laughs> a sparkling wit. You are very animated when you speak, and you have a sense bitch. of humor that others appreciate simply because it's very imaginative. And I was like, I want to throw bitch. wine in your face right now. <laughs> I want to throw wine in your face. It also said, I like to be surrounded by original people. That's obviously not true. Look at this room. <laughs> Uh, my. <laughs> then there was another one that said a moon in Aries gets bored very easily. Mm-hmm. They've been accused of causing <laughs> confrontations just to keep things interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. No. Makeup sex is spectacular. So good. Oh my god. Okay, hey, but fucking. for real, that story about Tommy and his cousins in vacation Bible school. Yes, that's oh what it was. Getting your cousin, maybe it's you're getting your cousin to throw red Kool Aid on your other cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stage an event. There was another one that like. It did kind of read me in a way where it was like you're just going to have a series of crushes and 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 flings throughout your life. You're never going to be in a relationship because like a relationship feels like a routine and a routine makes you anxious. And again, I was like, who, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Tommy yeah. as fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, that was. I mean, I think yeah, we all kind of put stock in it, right? So we think it's time we move on to the meat of our conversation, the thought process spelled T-H-O-T that we're calling Play Your Position, where we talk about gay fucking. (laughs) As if we haven't already been talking about it the whole time. So the reason I wanted to talk about it this week was I was hanging out with my crush, one of my crushes, as my birth chart let you know. (laughs) I have many of them. Um, But really, it's a tool for my ambition. So it's like, in order to go to the gym every day, I have to have a crush on somebody at the gym, and I won't miss a motherfucking day. If I'm in a subway, and it's horrible, and it's crowded, and it's hot, all I have to do is fixate on one person, and they become my crush, and then Mm. I'm fine. The power of the crush, yes. (laughs) Like, my ass is in my dental hygienist chair every six months to get my teeth scrubbed because I have a crush on that man. Shout out, Gary Hitman me up anyway so i was hanging out with them and i was like hey crush and he was like oh my god i just went on my first tinder date the guy was really awesome and this is what happened and i was like want want like i was like a human weaky frowny i was like (laughs) a fart away from a tear so (laughs) i pivoted the conversation a little bit from this one particular internet date to the mechanics of internet dating so we started talking about the difference between grinder and tinder grinder is Mm. one where you can put in what your preferred sexual role and in tinder you can't do that and like tinder always seemed to me although i haven't used it that often but it always seemed to me as like a pokemon like gotta catch them all rather than like a venue for conversation and Mm -hmm. dating and so we were talking about one of the why that could be and so one of our hypotheses was that because you can't put your position into Mm -hmm. tinder and people are generally like a little bit more forthcoming about that like are gay dudes more hesitant to engage with other people when they don't know what they want what they're gonna do and then the other one i mean and honestly like almost like for (laughs) foregrounds then like the content of a person as opposed to the commodification of what sex they can give you which like is stressful as fuck but it's also like the Mm -hmm. difference between a dating app and a hookup app and honestly if you're gonna ask me i think the reason why people are more reticent to engage on that is that they don't ask you what your height is but anyway (laughs) (laughs) um and then at that at at a certain point he called me his buddy and i was like okay teams like i'm in the friend zone this conversation is over but ultimately what that that left me thinking with was it's incredibly difficult to extract sex from expectation Mm. and expectation from position and position from power and it also thought like is the assertion of a position ultimately just another existential bid for the artifice of knowledge in a cold and unfeeling and chaotic universe 
just lol. Yeah. And is there a way that we can talk about the potential problematic concerns of asserting a position in the context of race and class right. and gender and power and still say, stay sexy and feel okay wanting what we want, what you we know? Want, right, right, right. But before I hand this over to the general council of thoughts... Joe, I think you'd like to do a little position 101. What's yeah, the 101, for, son? Like, for whatever reason, these thoughts all think that I'm the sluttiest one of the bunch and, like, have done the most ridiculous things. So you I, have. Um, I get to. Because it's whatever true. reason. It's based on um, evidence. Uh, I, I get to. We have the receipts I in our to, group text. I, fair. Fair. I get to explain just kind of what some of the terms mean. I'm, we know that a lot of our listeners will know this already, but we're, I'm going to try to be a little shady and make it fun anyway. There are a lot of straight um, people who listen to our podcast so true when we say the word bottom what we typically mean is the partner who is getting fucked so the receptive partner and one of the fun things i think about positions is that it becomes a linguistic game and we all are here because we love writing and reading we love linguistic games so there are modifiers there are power bottoms piggy bottoms fisting bottoms (laughs) looking around the room bossy bottoms just a few examples (laughs) to get us started i don't know who you're talking about (laughs) what dennis with his thirst for baby arm sized dick (laughs) might accurately be categorized as a power bottom whereas tommy And his attraction to average-sized dick would just be a messy bottom. No. Oh! And <laughs> oh, my God. I was taking a drink, you okay. dick. Oh, no. So, sorry. And Tommy just did a spit take. The mic didn't see it, but Tommy literally did a spit take. That's Thank just you. rude. And, That's rude. And that was Fran, the manifestation. It's coming, Fran, it's coming for you too, honey. <laughs> who likes to bottom because he's usually tired by the time he gets around to fucking oh. would just be a lazy bottom. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. I'm here for that. Fuck. Oh my Sorry, god. Boys. I just cataloged messy bottom into my mind. And I'm going to get you back. Boys. I just cataloged yeah, baby fine. arm dick into my mind. Thank you, so, Joe. So I think we have, we have, in this room, we have bottoms covered. But, <laughs> but stepping up one step is versatile, which means you can be either a top or a bottom. So you can either be the penetrative or the receptive partner. And there are modifiers for this as well. You can be verse bottom, which means most of the time you like to bottom, but you're willing to stick it in. And there can be verse tops, which means you're most of the time you like to top, which is where we're about to go. Um, but you'll occasionally get fucked. But I have to also add... For the right guy. For the right one. I have to add that certain communities, like particularly lesbian communities, queer, trans, um, GNC, folks in the BDSM community also use the term switch, like a switch instead of verse. Mm. And it's also important to that. note, just to ground our conversation, that bottoming doesn't require an anus and that topping doesn't require a dick, right? True. So it can be about an attitude. It can You can you can top with fingers, right? So it is... You can these, have a strap on. Exactly, right? So, um, and now we are arriving at the place where most people in this room like to arrive, <laughs> which is at a top, which tends to be um, the... Insertive partner. <laughs> Insertive is the, the word the I'm going to use all week. Partner. Um, and I think, you know, uh, these terms also are very gendered, right? So we often assume the bottom, the partner who's getting penetrated, is going to be more effeminate and that the top is going to be more masculine. So that is for sure something we're going to talk about. Also, I'd about. like to retire. Uh, we don't have to do this, but I personally have, I would love to retire the word masculine and just use Ugh. butch. Oh my God. Mm, okay. I love yeah, using yeah. butch because that's like an, a, like that. I can see that masculine. Right, I don't know right, what right. that is. Right. It, that's well, like something that's been defined when I wasn't there and I don't, I don't see it. Violence. Butch what is more is diverse terrible. from the gender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. 
If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury, because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's forward a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Hi, this is Rex Chapman. You might know me from my former life as an NBA player, or from my spectacular fall from grace, or maybe just follow me on Twitter. Now I'm hosting a new podcast called Charges with Rex Chapman. Each episode centers around an interview with a famous athlete or entertainer who ran afoul of the law. We'll relive their rise to fame as well as their fall from grace and hear their side of the events that changed their lives forever. And uh, really want to let people know with the people that we're going to talk to that you're never as bad as your worst moment as long as you learn from it. You know, I'm planning on having guys on, the guys I know, guys I don't know who've run afoul. Uh, we call it charges because you've been charged with something. It was an ugly time. It was a tough time in your life. And that moment when it happened to you is really painful to talk about. Uh, but I think it's cathartic, and I think people will get a lot out of it. Listen to Charges with Rex Chapman on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Peace to the planet, Charlemagne the God here, and you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless. I'm Nina Turner, hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I want to start the conversation by asking you, I might have spoiled this, but asking around the table, <laughs> boys, what's your position? <laughs> <laughs> might have spoiled it. Um, Fran, why don't you go first? I mean, so uh, Joe did call me a lazy bottom, and, <laughs> and it is in part true. I don't, so I personally don't like to identify with a top top or bottom i have a problem with these platitudes i find them like super uninteresting and also like limiting to the point that you were making earlier joe like a big part of the reason why these terms can be really limiting is that like in a social or like relationship context it feels trite or 
by asking that question, it kind of like implies that one answer will work out and one answer will not. Well, for some people, that's true. Well, if you're a bottom, but no, but that's not true because two bottoms can have amazing amazing sex. So that is true. But I, I, you know, I have many good friends who will be out on a date or be talking to someone at the bar really into them. And then they'll have this moment where both of them click. And they're like, oh, we're both bottoms. Mm. And they walk the other way. Oh, but that's, that's, so that's so sad. Have they never heard of a double-headed dildo? Have or they just like, heard of a, you can just do face and hand stuff. I mean, Listen, I, I've been I'm that person a, you know, before. So I think I think you have, done it. I have been that person before. Yeah, we've, ta- yeah, we've talked about this before. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like a little bit allergic to the binaries, which is hilarious because we talk about them all, that's all the time on the show. But they're just uninteresting to me. And like, I feel like it's mm. the same reason we don't necessarily have an issue with like Fire Island. It's like, I'm okay with the show fire island existing totally, because that's too. someone else's truth right and if you seek refuge in these terms if that is your identity and that's something that's really awesome and works for you that's what you that's what you are yeah. but it doesn't work for me it, it, it's not something that i i feel like the flipping back and forth or like saying i'm one thing or another is not going to be helpful to my totally. sexual relationship with any partner that's also in my birth chart like i like moving in and out with people's with right. people's expectations energies. of me yeah. yeah expectations are energies so i i prefer to be the catcher if you will mm. um and and if i'm gonna tommy just was like no thank you fine we will we'll do it tommy was we'll like sports what like <laughs> is that basketball <laughs> I, I prefer to be the catcher a lot of times yes because i am exhausted <laughs> i'm so tired and i just like so you're doing spoons <gasps> The laying um, down fucking. You no, know, I never do the laying down fucking. I really don't, <laughs> I, I promise. But when when so, if someone tells me they're like, I want a bottom, I like this is what I need, I'll be like, okay, right. I can do this. I for think you. that you know, there are people who like fulfilling roles and find that really sexy, and mm-hmm. then there are people who get bored by roles and find that really unsexy, right? So I think yeah. that that's kind of part of the dynamic. Yeah, but Fran, you said you you contested the idea that you're a people pleaser. <sighs> But I, you're you you're willing to do what somebody else yeah. wants you to do in the sex. This is Only in the sex. This is the very different. Me me having sex is a very different me. I will say that. A lot of the rules in your outside life, I feel like, go out the door. That's well, Dennis, so it's true. a completely different thing. Dennis, you've said that the, one of the reasons why you like to be a little bit of a submissive bottom is because mm-hmm. of, for exactly that reason. Because your outside mm-hmm. life is one way, and you're a boss. Yeah, yeah. It's totally true. Well, the problem with my last really significant relationship is that we figured out that we were both bottoms, and he was like, I'm such a boss in my life. I want to kind of, in his language, be a bitch in the bedroom. And I was like, well, that's a problem, because so do I. (laughs) And we weren't the right people for each other, and it didn't Mm. work out anyway. But I think that for me... Like it's pretty simple in that I I legitimately have never had a had a strong urge to be a top like mm-hmm. sexually like I have not felt that there was one time in my life and it was when I was in high school and there was this cute little boy who was like maybe two years younger than me <laughs> Joe was writing nice this down ass, for evidence <laughs> and he made me think oh hmm. seeing that I can see why someone wants to like top like I can see why men want to do that but I have I just have never felt that way and. So I sort of have always acknowledged that and it hasn't changed. But if it ever did change, then I would be open to it if it did. I think that the reason why I talk a lot about being a bottom with a lot of pride, though, is because mm. there is so much bottom shaming. There's, for a there's a lot of bottom shaming and there's a lot of femme shaming. And for me, I sort of feel like... And there's a reason why a douchebag is an insult. That's bottom shaming. Yeah, yeah. it's bo- it, it really is. And 
like in addition to the fact that I exclusively like like in my life I have never ever topped. Wow. I've never come close. One time, never come close. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> one time, a guy who gave me one of the best fucks I've ever had then asked me to stick my finger in his ass, and I was like, my finger feels like it's going to be crushed into something that's really <laughs> flat. Like, it, like, I, like, I just don't do that. Um, I have no interest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lead us through this, please. Yeah. So, so, so what, what did you do with your finger? You were just like... <laughs> I mean, I, I literally... Yes. Like, it, it, tap, tap, tap. I did tap, you put lube on it? I know I licked it. I like no, it. no, no lube. Okay, wait. How old were you? That's a, an gay, honest mistake. Gay auntie moment. Lube. Just one no, word. No, listen, I don't young mind getting fingered and not having well lube. You, but you are a professional bottom. I mean, you are built for it. <laughs> Again, baby arm dick. You like that shit. No one likes that shit but you, Dennis. And you have to realize that, like, that's and this is something well, that I, I I didn't like. I didn't like doing. It. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. It was crazy. I remember reading in Alexander Chi's book, Edinburgh, where he was talking about the skin on the inside of the anus being one cell thick. It's the mm. thinnest part of your body. It you know, is. you have to have a conversation with it. Mm-hmm. It is not something. And I think that's one of the things about bottoming that um, that we. I was talking with some folks online today about how artists and poets and writers often tend to be bottoms because there's something about that vulnerability, that willingness mm-hmm. to open oneself up and kind of the conversation yeah. about a part of the body that is used for ref- like refuse becoming a site of pleasure and that that is something that like that it takes mm. an openness of spirit mm-hmm. uh, and a willingness to be vulnerable and try that is like very tied to maybe what type of art we make well I yeah. think so I, Tommy I think but you're the only one who hasn't stated what position you play um, much like Fran I don't like to use a word I, I think partly because it becomes like a source of identity and that's yeah. not where my identity is located, you know? Okay. Um, it's not in your anus. Not mine, but like, <laughs> it's, you know, to be honest with y'all, I have never mentioned this before, but I don't, I'm not really that into anal to begin with. Wow. Like, it's mm. not something that like I need to have when right, I'm right, with somebody. Right. I'm into that fraudage game, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 just like a lot of heavy grinding yeah. and then the jack each other off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just because it's like it requires so much preparation if i want to do it and i want to do it if i want to bottom and i want to bottom comfortably it requires preparation and i am not i prepare for things i'm a six month ahead person like i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. six months from now but like when it comes to like sex i prefer things to be more spontaneous oh my god and so i don't want to risk it like that spoon shit like fucking laying down the morning after like that God bless I, you, but I'm never fucking in the morning. So can I ask no. a oh, question I around pre- the table? I don't know. The oh, only I meat will. I want to me in the morning is bacon. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I love a morning. I will. Fuck. I will suck your dick in the morning, but it is hard with my digestive system <laughs> to bottom in the morning. Well, it depends on that. how regular you are. Wait, sure. can I ask a question around the table? Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna yeah. verbally. Yeah. How many of you fleet? Okay, Wait, I fleet my, if it's a special occasion. Wait, I, fleet? I have a. The, don't the, tell me you don't oh, know what fleet Dennis. is. Oh, Dennis! My no! God. Dennis of all motherfucking <laughs> of people. Of all people. Joe, would you like to explain um, it? So, fleet is oh a douche. Uh, that it's the brand of douche, and kind of it, it's become a term that people just use. Have you? It's like basically like, have you douched or have you cleaned yourself? And Dennis is going to know oh, what it is in 10 years. Oh. Oh. <laughs> four four I, years. 
No, I, and, and as a, again, I a gay anti moment. There are different types of fleet. There's saline and glycerin. There's liquid and solid. And they're you shockingly have, affordable. You have to figure out what works for your body. So it's going to be like a little bit of trial and error. Right. Uh, so d- what effects do they have on the body? I mean, basically, what it does. It doesn't matter. I mean, it uses the same uh, concept, which is it's going to have a high concentrated either glycerin or salt, and that pulls water into the large intestine, which makes you have to go. So look well, it up, I, kids. So- I, I do show a lot, and I actually have gotten to the point where the preparation is quite erotic to me. Like, it's Ooh. sexy to be like, oh, I'm about to get plowed, so mm-hmm. I'm douching. Mm. See, I, 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 well, I, I didn't know what the term is, but I can tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> I, I don't douche. I don't do it. Oh, because like, Dennis, no, I won't do it. Dennis stays on this tip where Dennis knows what Dennis inside is. Like right. where I your do. insides yeah. are. I do. You I really know. Do. I and I. I know in the morning. I know in the morning. I don't like to be fucked in the morning unless, you, like, if you're gonna. I've had a couple of guys where they try it, and I'm like, that's fine, but like, I like, I just need ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not giving me that ten minutes, then you're not getting. You're not getting it. Like that's not the, the, the brioche suisse. Dennis. <laughs> the brioche suisse. But I know. I know my body very well. I was an, a competitive athlete for a long time. I know my body extremely well. I know sort of what's happening. I don't douche. I haven't douched in years, and it's never been a problem. See, in in. <laughs> When it comes to me, it's like fucking Russian roulette. It's like I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah, at all in, in touch with my body in any Same. respect. It's like the fucking cave of wonders down there. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just not going to be in touch with it. But uh, you might not expect this. I love a morning fuck. I do wow. it all the time. It's I almost prefer it to having sex at night. How it's, come? I don't know. It's just it's super. You're pleasant. more inspired. Yeah, it's I just have more time. It's You're not tired. I know I'm yeah. going to eat breakfast afterwards. I feel like yeah. a John Legend song should be playing. Like it's just really nice. <laughs> it's really yeah. it's a really pleasant yeah. thing. And you kind of wake up horny, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing is that you yes. wake up horny. So yeah, I like it's, it. It's like yeah. a cruel that for me and my body, I wake up super horny and super having to shit. It's mm-hmm. like that's just what my body does. It's like once wow. I did it one time and it was good because I was like, um, I don't know where if, if I'm like in the thing. I just don't. And he just like licked his middle finger, <gasps> shoved it in my ass, pulled it out, and he was like. Like, looks clean enough to me. And oh! I was like, <laughs> he did a dip That's stick. Really he fucking did a hot. Dip that is really fucking <laughs> hot. Oh, oh, yeah. It's yours. I want you to have yeah. more of it. Yeah. Please take it all. It's yours. Oh. I'm having a conniption. <laughs> it is. Oh my god. No. That is, that's everything. That is everything. But I, I want it. But more to the point about like. So, hi, this is Tommy again. So more to the point about like not wanting to identify as one thing or the other is just that I feel I do feel like desirable is mutable, and I yeah. have wanted different things out of different people, totally. and I have been shown to like different things from different people but i think one of the reasons i would say like if if you were had a gun to my head and you said one or the other i would say bottom just because like the first time i had sex with a dude and it was like i just felt this is gonna sound so fucking cheesy i'm a poet you gotta understand that's my job but like i felt so connected to him in that moment Mm -hmm. that it was like Mm -hmm. getting getting fucked and feeling him inside of me and feeling that like that our bodies ended less yeah they yeah. were more together yeah, more, it yeah. was so and I, I was just i was such a miserable teenager and it was mm. such a moment of joy yeah like yeah. just yeah. transcendent life-changing mm. joy and i oh. i was like things can be like this God, being a faggot is the best it's, it's the best, best. <laughs> the best. Uh, praise True. cheers to that <laughs> but what i what i always tell people about why i love bottoming so much is that i don't entirely feel physically complete 
without a there's not a dick inside of me yeah. i just feel like I mean, there's I, a, a hole which I, there is <laughs> that's a metaphor that's the really entire is. chapter of your dennis's book. sex life is a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> um i just i mean i do have to i mean i'm not on top this is joe i am everyone who knows me knows that i'm not mm-hmm. on top but i do think i i am militantly verse and and i mm. am not happy unless i'm able to have moods that take me in one direction or the other and i've definitely dated people who are one thing or the other, like like verse bottom, where verse is in uh, like two point font and bottom is bolded and in Comic Sans and in fifty point font, and like that's fine as long as I get once every six months, I just get plowed, right? So, and I think what I'm most attracted to, and I think Fran was talking about this. I actually really love when people resist expectations. So like when you have someone who's super femme, for example, and you're like, oh, this person's a bottom. And then you get them in bed and they turn Ooh, and they just down. turn Ooh. you and, and you just like that to me. And, and Because the there is thing, a such thing yes. as a high femme top. A high femme yeah. top. Yeah. So there true. is such a thing as a quote, I mean, a butch, butch, butch bottom and that's also super sexy to me someone who exists in one way in the world I, and do, in I find bedroom. that really sexy too <laughs> no totally I mean so it's it's almost like drag in a way I'm really attracted to drag I'm really attracted to people who exist in all of their complications and kind of embrace them both in and out of the bedroom yeah. but isn't there something about like that about top and bottom and verse that like I just feel so like vacuous or like they make you tired like my, I, and not to, like, for me to expand on this though like why would you rather why would you rather say I I'm verse rather than say I like sex and like the and like I don't necessarily need to have a term for it. Does well, I sense? think a lot of people are pretty unimaginative. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is true. And, and it's yeah. also helpful to have something that um I mean this is the thing about language, right? And this is the thing about like thought and the thing about um ambiguity and the thing about right. humanity and existence and all these other things that I was bringing up in the introduction, but like it is sometimes comforting Definition can be comforting. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it's yeah. true. Yeah. To offer a point of devil's advocacy to the point that I just made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the show could just be Fran arguing with himself. I literally <laughs> could be. Oh, right. my so God. If we had a segment amazing. called Fran versus Fran. <laughs> Coming up next episode. Um, but, yeah. I that do, would be the, ca- the thought counterthought. I, right. Well, in my professional life, I really resist these. I resist these categories. I edit them out of issues of Hello Mister when I don't feel like they're incredibly relevant. Like, I I work to, like, be, oh, I hate this, but, like, post-gay, which is, like, a... I know, but just to... No, but you are a member of the gay mafia, right? So as much as you say I'm post-gay, like I edit the cliched shit out of... You work at Hello Mister, which is a gay magazine. You're a member of the gay mafia. You're on the gay Instagram. Like, you profit off of these categories. Well, profit is a difficult word to dissect. <laughs> However, I, t- the, the, the counterweight to the point that I was making is that like, I also love very superficial <laughs> uh, platitudes that right. make my life easier. Mm. To your point, categories. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I d- sometimes we seek comfort in categories. Sometimes our lives are complicated enough and this and this thing can just be uncomplicated. Right. Which is kind of ha- why it's easier to have conversations by referring to it as top and bottom. So, like, I, again, I'm arguing with myself. But, like, another thing, another counterpoint to all this is, like, 
sometimes it's physiological. Sometimes it's right. psychological. Totally. Sometimes right. your dick doesn't work for a certain position. And like, right. you're like, I'm never going to do that. Or sometimes, I mean, people who've suffered from sexual abuse mm-hmm. don't right. want to be, don't want to have re- receptive sex because they're victims of sexual abuse. Right, right, right. So yeah. like, these are things that counterweights to all my point about why people might seek labels. Like, I do think, cli- I mean, cliche is an interesting thing, right? Because it's like, you can, we kind of can deride someone for being a gay cliche at the same time as we like, mm-hmm. we want to be able to embrace that. Speaking of like the Fire Island TV show. Um, yeah. And I think I really, David Foster Wallace has an essay where, and he argues, <laughs> I know, I'm I know. Sorry, I'm sorry. Really? So Fran, Fran, really? Fran rolled his eyes at David Foster Wallace and Tommy vomited at the <laughs> word essay. Um, <laughs> because but, how, you're using, but, you're citing David Foster Wallace to but, talk about Fire Island. But what which he is says, the best part about this what show. What he says is that <laughs> cliches are are cliches because they're true. They mm-hmm. they have they hold a universal truth in them. He can't possibly have been the first person to say that. I, I mean I don't think so, but <laughs> just FYI. Thank you, Dennis. He, Thank you, he lays Dennis. it out really nicely in an essay in talking about using cliches in writing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it speaks to this notion of like what do we embrace from labels and what do we use as a framework that's meaningful for us and what do we reject as mm-hmm as oppressive or violent. And I think that, and what do we, okay, go, go Tommy. I was just going to say, like, how are those like personal? And then how are those more of a community definition or one where you're like, you know, that doesn't work for me, but that can work for you. And I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like, I could use top, bottom verse, but if if it was a verb and I would feel Mm -hmm. fine with that, Mm -hmm. but when it becomes a noun, that's when I have trouble applying it to myself. I do say, damn, that's so good. But I also, it's people play with it. People use it as drag, right? People like, that's why I was, it was so fun for me to write the one-on-one intro because precisely because like I can walk around with two limp wrists being like I'm a top and everyone knows that I'm not a, right it's it, you can you can make it your own and use it in subversive ways it's like you use these terms that are seemingly oppressive or boxing you in mm-hmm. and people you make them playful and you it's, make them your own it's impossible to not pivot from mm-hmm. this to power mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's exactly you, where we're going because Okay, so, for example, like, I included a few things in the doc that were from moments that topping and bottoming has been used to connote a power relationship between two people in, like, film. Um, One of them in particular was uh, Total Eclipse, which is a movie about Rimbo and Verlaine's relationship starring Mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. And, like, I I feel like I I saw that movie before. Yeah, I was definitely a virgin when I saw that movie. And so this is another thing I want to talk to you, and I want to hear what your opinions on this is. When uh, there's the close-up shot of the straight actor's face as he's quote-unquote bottoming for the first time Mm -hmm. that like pained Mm -hmm. like oh Mm -hmm. god i can't believe this is happening and this happens to um daniel radcliffe as he's playing Mm -hmm. uh uh, alan ginsburg and kill your darlings you know in every gay and in gay porn too they like like to pretend that it's that it hurts and that it continues to hurt and it's like maybe in the very beginning it's a little bit of a discomfort if you haven't stretched yourself out which is something that i mean i do but we don't do it because it hurts we do it because it feels fucking amazing. Right. So two things. First of all, I just want to make the point that that, that, the, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie is unrealistic because in no existence of any world would Leonardo DiCaprio not be a bottom. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is the bottomiest bottom that has ever bottomed. And that is so ridiculous that he is the top in that scene. Yeah. However, when I saw Kill Your Darlings, I thought that sex scene to be incredibly honest. Hmm. I didn't yeah, I, I didn't agree. see I didn't see Daniel Radcliffe's facial expressions as too overwrought. I uh, granted it's like Daniel Radcliffe, so I couldn't quite 
cre- create that dissonance in like my imaginative brain, but uh, because he's a straight it's actor, it's just Harry Potter getting fucked. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But I, when he when it first happened, it wasn't too it wasn't too much facial expression, and I was like, I really appreciate this. And I also his character would bottom in that situation. Allen uh, Ginsberg. Yeah. I Tom. I know a bottomy bottom, but <laughs> the way he characterized Allen Ginsberg was also it fit that description. Um. Right. So when it happened, I was like, I, I felt very honest to me. But the thing about yeah. that that scene in particular, though, in Kill Your Darlings was, in addition to Allen Ginsberg getting fucked in this scene, you have William S. Burroughs stabbing himself with, like, a needle for drugs. Right, right. You have Lucian Carr stabbing David Kamerer in the park. And you have Jack Kerouac listening to a recording of a soldier talking about embedded shrapnel that can't be taken out. So there's, right. like, there's all of these, like, stabbings happening as he's, like, yeah. bottoming for the first time. And that's what I felt, like, made it over. No, the yeah. movie is flawed. The film is <laughs> the, the context flawed. was a bit much. Right, right. right. But, but, I mean, um, one, two, I, I have two things. One is that, like, bottoming is opening up your body literally for someone else to come inside. And mm-hmm. that's one of the, like, existentially magical things about it is it breaks down the barrier mm-hmm. between two bodies in a way that, like, demands a lot from a person in particular the bottom and then in terms of power tommy i think that um we all have the notion or pop culture has the notion or people have the notion that the bottom is the one being attacked or aggressed or not having the power Mm -hmm. and i think i um i have a very good friend tina horn who's written an amazing essay about erotic irony and what happens where the person who seemingly has no power this happens a lot in bdsm where a person Mm -hmm. who seemingly has no power is actually in control of everything Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. i think every bottom is a bossy bottom and what that means is that the bottom is really in control and it can even be a scene where to look at it it looks like the bottom is having their hair grabbed or just being aggressed but they actually a slight movement of their body or a slight shake of their head or a slight indication that their Mm -hmm. pleasure is not being served changes everything and Mm -hmm. so it's actually that the bottom is completely driving the bottom has the power and i guess like that's another reason why i find the language very flawed around talking Mm -hmm. about topping Mm -hmm. and bottoming just saying something is active or passive Mm -hmm. in like french Mm -hmm. or whatever like that there's this expectation that the person who is the insertive partner is the vigorous or the active one and the person who is receptive is the one yeah. who is l- like lazy or, or well I mean Fran is, is a totally... cliche <laughs> <laughs> well but... that's the thing that I was gonna say on Dennis's point like I mean he beat me to it but it's I see control in my professional life in my personal life in my romantic life right. I tend to prefer bottoming and i don't think i don't think that's a lack of control i think Mm. not at all as just as dennis said the control is in looking at him and saying fuck me Mm. like that's that's Mm -hmm. literally still that's still an out of control that's still that's not necessarily to the point that also tommy's trying to make we're fucking complicated like who'd have thought Mm -hmm. that we could like traverse these terms and these platitudes and like exist outside of them and like sex and art are the spaces where we are allowed to be the most complicated versions of ourselves. Yes. Like the most, like some nights I can just, as a, as a militant verse person, sometimes I can be the piggiest bottom and the toppiest top. Right. And my writing can go from science writing to something Pisces emo over the top in the same sentence. And allowing ourselves that complication is really like the magic of the work that we're trying to do. Speaking I think. of complicated, can I ask you, uh, have there been creative ways that people have had to divine from you on a date, yeah. whether you're a quote unquote top or a quote unquote bottom, or are there ways that you have creatively tried to divine that out of somebody else without asking? <laughs> mm. I mean, unless, you know, you or somebody else has just asked you straight up, 
like on a date. That seems so tacky to me, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, well, we usually have the conversation before there's a date. Like, I just, I don't want to waste anyone's also, time. It's so. like, he's Dennis. Well, to be, yeah, to be, like, just... I've yet to meet a man who expected me to top. Um, but I, and I don't know entirely how to feel about that because on the one hand, I'm like, well, there are men who are very femme who are also tops. Like, that exists. And for all you know, I could be. But I like to rely on that so that we so that there's not a lot of confusion because I don't want to waste anyone's time. I, I think exactly. um, everyone assumes I'm a bottom and I often try to correct that purposely and to bring this into the conversation, people assume that I'm a bottom because I'm white and I'm a twonk, so I'm a little. A um, and I'm often, you know, a lot of my friends are people of color. So if you have a white boy mm-hmm. who is typically around men of color... He's mm. a bottom. He's a bottom. Although I, I when so I met I, you, I assumed you were a top. So I think that like these terms are also racialized, right? It's mm-hmm. like you have the BBC and the fe- the white bottom. It's like you have like the Latin man who's like you know big and strong and is going to fuck and you hung, hung as and fuck hung and uncut. You know. So the oh, the, just really quick. Joe did not mean by BBC the British Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. What did he mean, Tommy? Ugh, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. It's so uh, gross. Well, you can Google, so Google it. Google say it. Google it. Google, Google, Google it. I think if you don't Dennis, know. Dennis, don't Google it at work, though. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I mean, okay, big black cock. Yeah. There. Like, it's a, it's a thing. I, I do get asked, though, by men sometimes if I have that. And I'm like, did you read my profile where it says femme bottom? Yeah. Like, did you read it? What's so- funny about assuming that Joe was a top was that you also assumed that I was, too, the first time you <laughs> met me. I did. Because you... But you top when you give readings. Right. And you... I totally thought that. But then when Teeds I met is you... A top. When Teeds I actually met you, I was like, oh... Yeah. Wait, wait. So, bitch is a bottom. That, so you pegged me as a bottom? No pun intended. Because <laughs> that's the only I mean, way Dennis would be able to Fran. 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 Come on. No pun intended. That was a bold face. I mean, boo. <laughs> okay. But I surprised y'all. I went through like you two sure different relationships. I went through two different relationships where I was the top, exclusively the top. So yeah. everyone, shut I'm, up. Am I the only one who's never topped? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm. (laughs) I'm very proud of that fact. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell. I did twice. We revel in the we revel in these categories and these identities because we own them and they make us feel powerful. So who cares? Hmm. I've got that. I'm full, but I could still fit one thing left inside of me. As long as it's not a baby arm. Dennis knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Please, can we stop saying baby (laughs) arm? No, because it's just so accurate. It's like such an accurate visual. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Moving on. This week, I want to offer up a serving of this Brazilian R&B soul band, Liniquer e os Caramelos, as it relates to dessert specifically. I would like to offer up this track, Zero, because it starts off talking about biting and teeth, and so I think it's an apt fit for a meal. And also, from what I know, from what little I know about um, Portuguese, and in particular Brazilian Portuguese, there's a different verb for to like to get bitten with teeth versus versus like getting bitten by an insect or something like that. Yeah. 
thought you would like it. So Linikerish Caramelos released their first album, Remonata, last year, but had earlier gained success after a YouTube video of them performing went viral. And the lead singer, Liniquet, is a black trans woman and talks explicitly about the importance of trans visibility in music and art and how the personal is political. And yes. I read this NPR profile on her that read, Raised by a single mother... Barros has said that being black, poor, and queer is empowering. Writing to NPR via email, Linique says being a black trans woman on stage is, quote, political because we need representation. Mm. Society tries to invisibilize and delegitimize our existence. It's extremely important, not just b- for me, but for each of us, to be occupying all positions, mm-hmm. yes. the stages in the countries to continue to resist yes. and exist. Yes. And she doesn't just talk about trans people being obscured and delegitimatized abstractly. She also said in this interview, I think with Statesman Media, she was like, look, the murder rate of trans, Mm. lesbian, and gay people in Brazil is the highest in the world. I don't know if that, I didn't verify that fact, but that's what she said. Which adds another layer of urgency to her music. And she advocates not only for herself, but for her community. And they were just recently in South by Southwest, which was their first show abroad after having played all over the place in Brazil. And I think like as as shitty as this year has been and as shitty as this time has been and and as shitty as like uh, the shit place that the American empire is in, it is such an exciting time for queer POC music. Like I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about Sid... From the internet, I'm thinking about um, Young M.A., this punk band, Ainako, Shamir. I'm sure we could list a bunch. Leaf, yeah. Cakes the Killer. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tunde Alani Ron, Kalani, Kalela, Mickey Blanco. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Alinda Segarra of Hooray for the Riff Raff. If you guys don't listen to Hooray for the Riff Raff, it is a train that I have just gotten on. It's so good. Tell us about that train. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, I mean, it's a Brazilian folk band, and the lead singer is queer. And they're just like, it, it brings me back to my, so I loved listening to folk music growing up. Um, mm. But it's all white people. Mm-hmm. And so to have a brown oh. person playing folk music mm. was, su- it which was is, such a refuge for Which me. is fucked up because mm-hmm. the origins of folk music are not, are even not, yeah, not really exclusively is. They're or not all particularly in Sufjan white. Sufjan Stevens right? and mm. all that shit. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the point is, <laughs> the, the reason it's so exciting for queer brown music right now is that... We deserve more than Sam Smith. We just snaps to that. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, just, no, it's true. Queers deserve more than Sam Smith, and we as queer brown people just deserve more. Some awesomeness <laughs> anyway. More. Period. More. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, and I feel like the 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 grand media, and maybe uh, this is a slightly sheltered thing to say, but I feel like the the mediascape of music over the last maybe year or even a few years has become more quote diverse i hate saying the word diverse but like more diverse immensely because i know that when i first started listening to queer music the only things i had to look to were perfume genius and sam smith Mm -hmm. perfume genius is amazing i'm not a fan of sam smith can we talk but there are there were i mean there was fucking sylvester you guys like who didn't get the entry into like the mainstream in the same way that other artists did but if y'all haven't listened to sylvester and know about uh, their history and who they are, you like oh make my, me feel mighty real. It's so good. <laughs> I can't sing, but, but in addition good. to that, I mean, the wonderful thing about Lini Kerr is that the music is 
tackles queer content. Yes. It is, yeah. it is yeah. uh, not innately queer or inherently queer. It's explicitly it, queer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Sam Smith is like, I, I was, crush I got my heart broken by he or she. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. you he's know. just like, oh, I hap- he's one of those, I happen to be gay. Yeah. It's like milky Gays. and non-committal. Yeah. And yeah, like, I feel not... like Lini Gett and them, they have like, um, they're, what they're doing is uh, not only uh, announcing uh, like sexuality in general, yeah. all that kind of thing, but like complicating what it means to be a brown queer person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because yeah. because I feel like a lot of people sacrifice political content for representation. Mm. I feel like Sam mm-hmm. Smith is a part of that. Like, I will be a kind of neutral version of myself in order to sell a lot of albums. And what you see with a lot of these newer groups, you know, from Leaf to Linike is that, like, no, like, I'm going to be my most out loud self. Mm-hmm. And either you buy my album or you don't. And fuck you, yeah. like, regardless. So mm-hmm. it, it, it ignore the, the kind of respectability politics and the question of representation is being flipped on its head, right? Yep. Yeah. So Lenny Gay, she's kind of male us. We uh we we rep you. Yes. Thank you for that little you. bit of desserts. Scrumptious. Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rose. Our engineer is Alex Mead Fox at Spaceman Sound Studios in the heart of industrial Greenpoint, New York. And our producer is the human smile emoji, Alexandra De Palma. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. I'm Tommy Pico. You can find me at HeyTeebs, H-E-Y-T-E-E-B-S on all relevant social media. I am Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. And I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish on any social media you want. And I'm Dennis, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-T-E-N. Thank you, Thoughts. Make sure to hit us up on May 23rd, where we're doing a live show featuring the release of my book, Nature Poem, Ooh. from Tin House. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help catapult us towards fame and fortune and inevitably Betty Ford. <laughs> Find us on Twitter at Food for Thought Pod, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, sign up for our newsletter for episode insights, reading lists, and extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, email us with your questions, thoughts, concerns, and we just might answer them in a segment called Penny for Your Thoughts. Send us those dick pics. (laughs) At thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how? T-H-O-T. Thanks for listening. See you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.